Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. Hello, my friends. D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transmission by Truth podcast in the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life, week eight. Today, we continue our sin series. Two weeks to examine the greatest issue known to man. Today's podcast is Lecture F, a word of truth accounting of sin, the greatest issue known to man, day seven. The title of today's podcast is, Why Did I Do That? Part Two. When we were in the flesh, the motions of sin did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. Romans 7.5. The Lecture F objectives are, reveal the makeup of the soul, analyze the mind, the heart, and the will. For those in our virtual book club, this lecture references chapter five of the Pinnacle of Holiness, volume one, the composition of mankind. Our first section is entitled, The Makeup of Our Souls. Now, we concluded yesterday's podcast with a detailed analysis of the persistent threat our flesh poses to our body as we labor to overcome sin in our lives. In this podcast, we're going to dive deeper in analyzing the damage the flesh causes our soul via its deadly alliance with sin. I'll begin the following interest point. The flesh and the soul are connected. Therefore, the flesh via its alliance with sin constantly fills our souls with carnality. Eventually, the divisions of our souls become contaminated and unable to resist the temptation to commit illicit acts of sin. The clean slate is no longer blank. It is now heavily defiled and defined by sin. And here you see the image. The soul is in the center of the body, and it receives input from the flesh and spirit divisions. Now, to understand the depth and danger of the defilement the flesh causes on our soul and the entire body, we must understand the makeup of our souls. This is crucial in increasing our understanding of how we commit sin. Now, here's a question. How many parts are there in the composition of man's soul? Here's a hint. It's a perfection number. The answer is three. There are three primary parts of the souls of every woman and man. And those three parts are the mind, the heart, and the will. 
Let's now discuss the mind, the gateway to the soul. By definition, the mind is the point of connectivity between the flesh and the soul. It is a division of the soul where thoughts are formed. These thoughts are derivatives of the spiritual and physical stimuli your mind receives from your spirit and your flesh. Now, a key facet of the mind is that it is the location of the body where your thoughts are formed. This is crucial because your thoughts determine your actions. They are the foundation of everything you will eventually do. Consider the following interest point faithfully, and you will clearly see why. If you think about anything long enough, you are eventually going to do it. This is why the mind is so crucial, for it not only forms thoughts, it processes them, kickstarting the process in which you develop intentions you plan to act on. This is a critical juncture as it pertains to sin. All the enemy has to do to cause you to sin is dictate the landscape of your mind with carnal stimuli. And the primary manner he does this is via your flesh and to a lesser degree, your spirit, especially if you don't have the set apart spirit of Elohim. And here you see the image, the mind receiving spiritual and physical stimuli from your flesh and from your spirit. Here lies the problem. That is, this default structure of the mind is heavily defined by carnal stimuli. It possesses no fair amount of spiritually progressive thoughts. Thus, in this model, it is impossible to do the Father's will, simply because you don't have a mind to. Trust me, this is a bad situation, and it gets worse from here. This is because these carnal thoughts don't stop in your mind. Rather, they progress deeper into your soul and into one of the most treacherous parts of your body. Enter the heart. Let's now discuss the heart, the sin factory. By definition, the heart is the center of the soul. It is connected to the mind the same way the mind is connected to the flesh and the spirit divisions of the body, making it a level deeper into the soul than the mind. It receives the thoughts generated by the mind and converts a subset of these thoughts into intentions, many of which will eventually become actions. Here lies the problem, and I will ask it in the form of a question. If most of the thoughts that enter the heart from the mind are carnal, what kind of intentions will be formed in the heart? The answer is sure. Carnal intentions will be formed in the heart. This is why I refer to the heart as a sin factory. By producing carnal intentions, 
The heart is the focal source of every sin we commit. These analyses may contradict popular thinking on the heart by classical civilization and the church world at large, but I assure you it is true. The heart is desperately wicked and sick, and I will use the word of truth to prove it. Jeremiah 17.9 reads, The heart is deceitful, i.e. crooked, above all, and desperately sick, i.e. wicked. Who shall know it? Proverbs 28.26 reads, He who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but he who walks wisely is delivered. Ecclesiastes 8.11 reads, because the sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Ecclesiastes 9.3, this is an evil in all that is done under the sun. There is one event to all. Truly, the hearts of the sons of men are filled with evil, and madness is in their hearts while they live, and then to the dead. Mark 7, 20-23 reads, What comes out of a man that defiles a man? For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil reasonings, adulteries, whoring, murders, thefts, Greedy desires, wickedness, deceit, indecency, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these wicked matters come from within and defile a man. Now, these verses prove my analysis of the heart is correct. The heart is desperately wicked, crooked, and sick. And it is a sin factory, for the word of truth clearly states, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. And we know why. It's because the heart is filled with carnal thoughts of the physical and spiritual variety. Here you see the image. The heart is in the center and from both sides, the spirit division and the physical division. It's receiving carnal thoughts. Now, I told you this bad situation would get worse. And now I'm telling you more. You haven't seen the worst of it. This is because the carnal intentions don't stop in your heart. Rather, they progress deeper into your soul and into one of the most difficult parts of your body. Enter the will. Let's now discuss the will, the pinnacle of man's strength. Now, the title of this section may appear to be contradictory. To suggest the will is the pinnacle of man's strength and at the same time suggest the will is one of the most difficult parts of the body. Yet I assure you, my assertion is accurate. Let's begin to address this dilemma with a spiritual definition of the will. The will is the energy produced by the activity of the soul. 
that is the output of the processing power of the mind and the decision-making complex of the heart. The will, then, is a force that seeks to manifest itself via the actions that reflect the intentions of the heart. Here lies the problem and the great difficulty associated with the will. That is, the will is a receptacle of the thoughts and intentions of the heart, which we have already proven is desperately wicked. This is why the actions of men and women are predominantly carnal and oftentimes criminal. It's because their will, their desire, is to do evil works. And because the will is the pinnacle of man's strength, he is very likely going to do it, for he will devote all his energies towards fulfilling whatever he is driven to do. Recall what I said earlier. That is, if you think about anything long enough, you are eventually going to do it. Well, now you know why. It's because that single thought has progressed from your mind into your heart and is now cemented within your will. And it so happens, this is the best way to describe the will. In essence, it is like cement and that your most valued thoughts and intentions become cemented within your will. All you need is an opportunity to act upon your desires, and you will, whether for good or for evil, you will. Here you see the will in the center, and you see carnal intentions from the physical side and spiritual side feeding the will. And here is the entire process. This graphic shows that it begins with carnal stimuli that goes into your mind, that then creates carnal thoughts, that then enter your heart, that then creates carnal intentions that become your will. And these lead to carnal actions, AKA sin. Now, the thing to remember is all the defilement that transpires within our souls that causes our souls to sin is a result of the influence of our flesh. As you can clearly see, the events that occur within the soul are like a chain reaction. It resembles the domino effect. Therefore, if you are to succeed in overcoming sin, you must stop the process at the source. And that source is the flesh after which you must fortify your soul and you must prepare yourself to one of the most difficult wars you will ever fight. And that is the war you fight with your flesh. And we will touch on this during tomorrow's podcast. Now, here is the final word. We may be hopeless to what we have been, yet we hope to be the best we can possibly be. Now that you understand the focal phase of the process by which we commit sin, you are prepared to understand at a high level what you must do to defeat sin in your life once and for all. It will not be the easiest thing you've ever done, 
but it will be one of the greatest things you ever do. And here is the assignment for today. Like yesterday, spend as much time as you can meditating on today's podcast and be ready tomorrow as we continue this powerful three-part lecture. And here's what's next in this series. We completed today's podcast, Why Did I Do That Part Two? And tomorrow's podcast is why did I do that? Part three. Now, if you are a member and have questions, please click the Q&A box underneath the video player. Likewise, if you have comments you want to share with the group, please share those in the comment box located beneath the Q&A box. Now, if you're not a member and you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and use the form on our contact page and we will respond to you as soon as we can. And thank you for being with us today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the Quest for Holiness, Perfection, and Everlasting Life 2022.